गुड मॉर्निंग गुड आफ्टरनून गुड इवनिंग वेर एवर यू आर इन विच एवर कॉर्नर पार्ट ऑफ द वर्ल्ड यू आर वेदर यू आर ऑन अ मॉर्निंग वॉक टेकिंग एन आफ्टरनून नैप और गोइंग टू बेड थैंक यू फॉर ट्यूनिंग इन टू बस टॉक अ पॉडकास्ट वेर नो क्वेश्चन इज टैबू नथिंग इज आउट ऑफ सिलेबस वी टॉक अबाउट द स्टफ दैट डोंट टेल्स यू एट वर्क हाउ कूल इज दैट वेल बिफोर आई जम्प इन टू टूडेज एपिसोड लेमी टॉक अबाउट the previous two episodes and say give a shout out to all you wonderful people who joined in new and thank you so much for tuning into bus talk i think those two episodes employment agencies and the impact of stereotypes received a lot of engagement let's put it that way and the other one mistakes we make in a sales interview both of them had a lot of appreciation engagement feedback and so thank you so much because it lets me know that you know this content is landing somewhere and like i've always mentioned and shared it's not that it needs to be absolutely uh you know etched in stone there is we are all work in progress isn't it and so sometimes some of these situations may work for you may not work for you the idea is to make you think set up and think right clearly if you are new to bus talk let me just quickly and and for you existing listeners please bear with me on this right for the new guys right let's welcome them in the simple thing that you need to know about bus talk is a this is not scripted it's spontaneous therefore bear with maybe the background noise i have a grandfather clock since 1943 i mean i was not born in 1943 my grandfather was he was uh, i mean he was born much before that but he was presented this particular wall clock for outstanding achievement he was the mvp let's put it that way <laughs> on those days and for some reason or the other over the years uh, we have managed to maintain this there you go can you hear that that's the wall clock chiming i need to you know wind up the keys every 3 days so that it runs on uh, time on on shows the right time and and so you will hear some of these background musical chimes from time to time or you will hear my chair <coughs> yeah that's i don't know if that you pick that up so those the bear with all that right this is not a professional studio or big setup it's just a small home office kind of a setup where i have a small microphone and and uh, some thoughts in my mind and so that's how most bus talk episodes are i generally write down a couple of bullet points that i want to talk about but the entire episode is very spontaneous so if i go little tangential or you know go on a detour while having one particular topic bear with me ideas to make it interesting and realistic right because when you start sharing experiences sometimes what happens is you come you kind of remember other ancillary experiences right and so i kind of bring them in and share if you can have some in, you know Uh, some more insights from such experiences so that's the long and short of it i hope you have a good time listening to bus talk all right with that let's jump in to today's conversation so today's topic of discussion is what happens when you get promoted from an individual contributor to that of a people manager or supervisor well congratulations first up for being a people manager but it must be really daunting it must be really 
unnerving or maybe it could be that you know you were like oh, it's so overdue i i would have i should have become a people manager maybe 300 years ago but and and so when i did get that role i was very comf- comfortable at it it could be that you know let me share a funny story when i was thinking about this topic i do these after office hours on fridays right 8 pm to 9 pm ist and as the name suggests after office hours so it's a, the same topic uh, i kind of invite some of my colleagues or friends across the industry and they can partake in this and share their thoughts and views so that we have a bit of a chit chat and a very informal one that's the whole goal of bus talk isn't it and sometimes if they are not available then of course i uh take the whole episode myself so i generally send out these uh, small invites to those set of people who have recently joined me on linkedin as in sender connection request and i never leave idle or dormant contacts right i always like engagement there's no point in having 50000 dormant contacts in contact lists which you don't even revisit don't even know anything about and so i i try and min- maintain a high degree of engagement without spamming without like intruding on anybody's privacy or time and so here was this person who received the invite and said you know this is very amateurish uh you know becoming a people manager and all i've been a people manager for the last 10 years and so when there is something more advanced please then send me a request and i was like that is one of the reasons why you should attend because if you think that you have aced being a people manager with 10 years of work ex or 10 years in management then that's one of the reasons you ought to be there not to lo- do a doubt their ability that's not the point but sometimes it reflects the attitude and the mental makeup of the person right when they choose these particular words to say hey this is very juvenile well it is not very juvenile why because you don't need to be the audience isn't it you could be a participate in in the event as a leader and share a leadership perspective that hey you know uh this is how i train my people or how i helped my managers uh, who became first time managers but anyhow so uh, i'm guessing they won't be part of <laughs> boss talk uh with my kind of responses but hey uh, no no um, no love lost right to each their own i've always maintained if if something that you've that you think you know well and you have already sorted and you think you're you're the expert at it i respect that i mean honestly i do but bus talk is for people who want to think rethink revisit what am i doing did i do it rightly and then ensure that the people around them get benefited from that and so let me in this topic of transitioning from an individual contributor to a people manager what could be the challenges what is the potential um road map uh, what what expectations to reset in your own mind it's not like a switch is it isn't it that oh i was an individual contributor for the better part of last 10 years and now i am a supervisor or a team leader or a manager whatever job title that you so choose to have and here are 15 people who are till yesterday you know we were sitting on on the uh in the cafe and having burger and bun or sitting at the bar and having a drink 
and today I'm suddenly their manager. I know their salary levels. <laughs> I know their appraisal ratings. Oh my God, that those are the guilty pleasures, isn't it? You have been peers. You were competing against each other. Now you are their manager. But hey, that fun lasts very little, very less time because suddenly the reality starts to dawn on you that now you are responsible for their happiness, their careers, their livelihoods. That is big shit. That, that is epic stuff. I don't know if many managers take it seriously enough, but I can tell you about myself that I was like totally uh, feeling, uh, oh my God, I, it's like the imposter syndrome, right? That, do I deserve this? Do I want to be here? Um, would I do justice? And you know, I, I take people uh, management or team management way too seriously. Perhaps I, my learning has been that maybe I should not take it so seriously as well. But I'll, that, that's for some other episode. In today's episode, let me just take you through just two or three uh, factors. One from the person who just is aspiring to become a people manager uh, versus and those who have already become a people manager recently. And then the third one will be if you are a senior people manager slash a seasoned people manager, what are the two or three things that you can rethink, revisit so that you can groom the new people manager a little better. So these three things, right? The aspirant who wants to become, the one who just recently became and the one who has been there for a long time and then can these people do something better in the demography that listens to bus talk all three categories are present right folks who are in their early careers mid careers and slightly mid senior careers as well so if you are one of them stay tuned okay now you are category number one those set of people who've been an individual contributor for a long time and now are looking forward to becoming a people manager. So what is it that you've done already? You would have already let your manager know that you aspire to be a supervisor or a team leader, right? It's a career discussion. See, word of caution there. One of the classic mistakes many people do is to ask for a promotion, ask for a growth, give me more salary. You know, I mean, it's not a mistake, I guess, but I, let me just put it this way. Is there a smarter way of letting your management know that you aspire to grow in the organization. That's the fundamental question. Now, how do you do that? Is it not better if you present it in a way which says, Hey, Miss Manager, can I get an additional responsibility where I can develop skill sets for the next level? Wow, that, that sounded nice. I promise I'm not reading. I'm, I'm just I just made it up. No, but essence of that conversation is very simple that can I learn something now which I will need later that that is the underlying sentiment right what is it that I can develop as a skill set which I can demonstrate to you which will make me eligible to become a people manager bear in mind if some of you think that having done 100% attainment or reached your goal 100% automatically you qualify for a raise for a promotion the answer is no you don't if that were the case, <laughs> at least in the IT sector, 60-70% of the people would have been promoted, right? So it's not about the numbers. 
of course it is it getting 100% of your kpis or attaining 100% deliverable is your eligibility criteria right are you making yourself little more eligible but if you have not got to your 100% targets achievement attainments that does not automatically disqualify you from becoming becoming a people manager because there are so many variables and moving parts like for example you could probably have missed your forecast by 10% your attainment was 90% but you demonstrated uh, a strategic skill set which is like uh, you broke into a marquee uh, competitive install base account nurtured that real uh, relationship took leadership took ownership and converted that business for the company that is very appreciated right it's one of the hardest things to do see when you do tough things hard things they rarely go unnoticed and that, that along with the performance makes you little more eligible now if you get to that 100% mark consistently that certainly gives you that edge that okay this guy has been a consistent performer for the last you know 10 quarters 15 quarters 18 quarters what have you depending on the years of work etc is behind you then what happens is what have you done differently from the nine others in assuming you're a 10 member team all 10 would love to get promoted well let's just say may not be 10 maybe eight of you want would want to get promoted mind you there's a difference right there are, there are a whole bunch of people who want to get promoted monetarily as in i was earning 100 dollars now i want to earn 120 dollars but i don't necessarily want to become a manager why because their career road map is slightly different they could go on to become senior individual contributors and absolutely nothing wrong with that please for any of you thinking that becoming a people manager is the only way for a career progression please bear in mind that is not the case that is not true there are multiple ways for you to keep getting promoted and if you really want hard facts a senior individual contributor if you like want to do the if ic0 as an individual contributor level 0 if there is one and the highest is say ic10 so 0 to 10 then the manager which is corresponding to ic10 will probably earn the same compensation structure as the ic10 in short i'm saying ic10 and m10 in many organizations earn the same money okay it's because you become this principal consultant or you become the expert subject matter expert or a vertical expert or what have you so do not think ever that you becoming a people manager will is a guarantee to earn more money in many organizations this discrepancy does exist where the people manager earns a little bit more than the individual contributor at all levels but it has changed a lot across at least big tech to the best of my knowledge and ability okay so but yes there is room and scope for people and it's it's very mature of you to realize that managing a bunch of people without having managed them and if you know it in advance that you are not this you know bubbly chubby you know manage people and expectations kind of guy it's it's a very mature thing to do well ahead in time and focus on being a good individual contributor nothing wrong with that now if you 
aspire for the latter which is that you want to become a people manager and you are aspiring for a very long time you know as is the case promotions are always overdue isn't it you should have got it with the invention of the steam engine but hey it happens when it happens right so if you're an aspirational manager what is it no if you're an aspirational individual contributor what is it that you need to reset in the mind so number 1 reset your mind to thinking taking up additional stretch projects diverse projects which have high visibility you could try some of those activities bear in mind do not your time management will be tested here if you are trying too many things and missing your core job then this will become counterintuitive it'll become it'll backfire on you so be very careful where you take up a stretch project to show, demonstrate additional skill sets to show that you are capable of multitasking and you're thinking of the business as a whole and not just about your individual performance that's a great message but you have to walk the talk you have to back it up with the results number 2 you could look for a mentor seek your manager's permission go talk find a mentor and ask them the road map to become a people manager you know what is it that skill sets that they need to learn demonstrate find out the organization culture the leadership culture you know the unsaid unwritten things that are there what is it that you need to imbibe in yourself so try and become this model citizen as it were where you you are trying to learn the ropes the right way by the book clearly having a good equation with your boss always helps but that doesn't mean you need to suck up to them at all times right idea is to network around the organization it is the day of day and age of being socially visible isn't it so you can't gone other days uh, and, and i know introverts will be like coming in their seats right now but gone are the days where you can sit in some corner of the cubicle in some corner of the office different from corner office which is a different connotation completely but uh sitting in some corner of the office and go largely unnoticed you know the crm systems are good the reports are good the sales of ops folks have become smarter and they will find out what you're doing right they have data they have reports they have charts and graphs and hr bp has your analysis of your performance your appraisals so there's a ton of data flowing around net of the story you already know this right and so there's no hiding in in such organizations you're either growing or you're dying right so there is no stagnating in the real sense so be visible uh, find a mentor and take a stretch project all these three of course there are 30 other things you can do but you could get started with these three and see how it goes all right next let's see let's talk about those set of people who just recently became a people manager what challenges do they face well first up congratulations you made it right it is incredibly difficult and you must have heard this from not just your immediate management but a whole bunch of other managers oh it was so difficult to promote you these days times are so difficult you know we had to fight it out and and all those kind of things and you should not you know get like are you doing me a favor here again like i mean let's let's not start 
the battles get go on the get go right like give it some time like you know ideally what do you think right you you think that you worked hard you performed well you demonstrated skills for the next level and so you got promoted why is why are you made to feel that somebody is doing you a favor so there are those managers who do that and then there are those very rare and good managers who don't do that who just say hey you deserved it and you got it on your own merit i was just a source of um, or or like a orchestrator if you will and and credit to them you know who don't hog the limelight who don't take credit for every drop of hard work that you do so i really appreciate those managers but there are, it's also important to acknowledge see see these are all so many areas you might say it's not a black and white thing that right? is the first thing you realize once you step into become a manager you, you do realize that there's no longer binary one zero yes no true false right wrong there is this gray area in between and so yes there will be a situation where your manager must have pushed your case must have put in that extra word it also has to do with your manager's equity with his manager or in the management that's one of the biggest factors of getting promoted what is the level of equity strength brand value that your manager carries the stronger the brand the easier it is for them to pitch your case if your manager is of low equity visibility then chances are that his or her pitch might take a little more time now it all depends on the maturity of the organization or senior management if they see through all the bs and say hey this guy doesn't talk much but he or she is doing a wonderful job then they will not really worry about how the case is presented but uh, they will uh, they will see through the real content behind it there are of course organizations which have multiple stakeholders writing copious amounts of data on why you should get promoted and why you should not get promoted i mean that is unbelievable isn't it because it kind of eliminates personal bias i think that is the ultimate objective that it cannot be you know a fluke it cannot be by chance it cannot be on someone's quote unquote nepotism and so the more set of people who contribute to your growth and promotion that means you've made an impact noticeable impact to so many people so that's a good thing to do but there is the flip side to it as well that it overtly complicates the process it overtly elongates the process it delays the process because all separate stakeholders might not have the same viewing level right it all it basically assumes that everyone has the similar culture code within the company and while they should they ought to but practically they don't and so and it could be nothing to do with you for if there is a, a stakeholder or a couple of stakeholders who don't like that particular department itself for some reason or that function itself they hold some personal bias how do, how do you decipher that and i said your case could get um hijacked if you will right and so somewhere the, that veto power has to be incorporated in such situations where people give the final discussion with the immediate line management and so as you can imagine with this conversation itself that getting promoted in organizations is a tough ask in small organizations clearly it's the lala who does it and if lala is not happy then not happy right i mean you can't do much about it 
Lala, for those who don't know, is, is like the sole proprietor, as in the single point of contact, the only manager or supervisor, the owner of the company, if you will. Slightly mid-sized companies which have a bit more structure to it. There are camps, you know, this camp versus that camp. Camp as in groups, especially you'll have two tenured managers or senior managers who've been in the system. And so the set of people they manage, there is this internal rivalry or battle that, hey, my guy should get promoted or there is a no, my girl should get promoted and so on and so forth. And in large complex matrix driven organizations, like I said, it is way more complex. So the fact that you got promoted, congratulations. Now, one thing you've got to be very, very careful and cautious about. How do you balance the needs of the team, the organization and your own mental work-life balance? Yeah, don't snigger that. Now, you know, the most common thing to do right now when you get promoted is to just tear open your shirt and let the Superman or Wonder Woman emerge and fly away. No, you don't need to be that superhero right now. The idea is to now step into the balance zone. How do you balance yourself? How do you balance the team's requirements? Are you going to become this, uh, what's the right word? Collector, <laughs> you know, if you, especially if, the, if you sales folks are listening to this, are you this collector who goes for rounds every Friday on a before a forecast call? Hey, how much have you done? Hey, get me more revenue. What happened to this opportunity? Are you that kind of a person? Are you more collaborative and say, let me show you how it is done. Let me make sure that you get to your numbers. So the latter is always the better. If you present or if you, let's say, reduce yourself as an, as a manager who is out there for collections, quote unquote, you know, I'm just extorting money, not extorting, but demanding uh, revenue. But that's the KPI, you know, you, you counter argue. Isn't that not the KPI? That's the deliverable. We signed up for it that in a quarter, my individual contributor target is say $400,000 for the month. Think think about it. Divide that by four weeks, $100,000 need to close every week. Now, if you have not closed it, am I not supposed to ask you, why have you not closed it? Where is that revenue? What happened to the opportunity? Am I not supposed to inspect your job, your deliverables? Well, the short answer is yes, you are supposed to inspect, but then you cannot only inspect, you also need to enable along with inspect. You enable, you show, you you can, before you criticize, see what you can do to help the person get to their numbers. Look what worked for you and how you got to your numbers. Your team might not, especially the people who are struggling to get to their 100% numbers, they might be struggling and they can't do what you did. So then how else do you manage to get them over the line? So you have to understand where they come from. Be in sync with their abilities, their frequency, and then help them, nudge them, nurture them to cross over the line. That is a sign of a great people manager who understands their team. Like and I said, this is complicated, right? And so if you keep on doing that, then you don't have any other time, any other quote unquote bandwidth remaining to do anything else, which is create a brand identity for your team, network with the senior management, do the reporting analysis, do other ancillary 300 things. 
and suddenly you realize oh my god i was better off being an individual contributor why did i become a people manager you know the, I, many of you ics as an individual contributors have seen your managers leisurely walk past uh, your cubicle while you were pounding the phones or talking to the customers or whatever and you're like the day i become a manager i'm going to just go chill in the cafeteria have a cup of coffee and then just demand for these reports and the results will get done till you became that manager and once you did become that manager you realize oops my task list just went out of the window you know there's just too many things to do and so balancing the needs of the team and the organization and yourself and your work life balance become very uh, very important closely very close to that is developing your leadership skills managing internal conflict delegating effectively and not like okay you do it i don't care and then managing your your own personal development time effectively these are only a few elements of managing uh, expectations of your team but one thing that will con- constantly consume a lot of time is managing conflict they you know the set of people who you were sitting out at the bar until recently now you can see their sales revenue uh, achievements attainments their history their personal records their everything that you get to know and so how do you reassure them how do you ensure that they don't feel insecure about it and they are practically exposed for lack of a better expression in front of you now you know their salary now you know everything until this far you were colleagues and i don't know some of you do share your salaries but in general you shouldn't um and any personal financial data or anything right and there are lots of other things which despite being colleagues turned good friends people still keep to themselves and only share with the organization right and all that data is in front of you so are you mature enough are you mentally stable enough and when i say mentally stable i mean balanced is the right word to not uh, get impacted by it you know you take it objectively as an employee have has this employment history work deliverables are different and my expectations and ask and so it will demand of you to raise your level of professionalism and so managing conflicts begins right the day you stand in the day your announcement is made not even the day you stand in front of that huddle room with 10 people blankly staring at you right one of the most easiest cop outs is well nothing is going to change you know life will continue just like it that's a very easy statement if any of you people managers have made that well you are there for the change you are the change it's a bit rich of you to say that there is not going to be any change and then why have you <laughs> exactly if everything were to run exactly the same way why have you on board why 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 were you promoted isn't it so you are the change they get it so stop bsing don't get real right and so what is that real conversation that you want to have on day 1 is something that you will think at least t minus 5 7 days i mean assuming that you have an inkling that your papers are in process see promotions are seldom a very big surprise because once your papers get submitted you would have had that conversation with your manager for at least the preceding 6 months to a year and then when it does happen you you will pick up that noise you might not know on the day or the of the quarter when it happens 
but you will get that yeah next quarter most likely this is going to happen so you won't be like surprised beyond bits uh, and 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 so you need to mentally make a note of that preparation of transition so once you do all of this then the day that you stand in front of the team you are better equipped with vocabulary to share with them and say hey this is what you do this is how you do it and i'm here to fill in that delta which uh, which will help the team get across the line okay the final ones you season managers those leaders who are who need to hear some advanced stuff right now you have already gone through this as an individual contributor yourself you've been a people manager for some while now what is it that you do to rethink what is it that you can do to improve the way that you are inducting a new manager or a or grooming the newly minted people manager let's talk a little bit about that well it starts with realizing that how you became a people manager is not how the newly minted people manager became a people manager what was applicable say 10 years ago 15 years ago whenever the first time you be, were a supervisor the set of circumstances and situations have completely changed if not completely well majorly changed so before you even try and revise rethink uh, and try to coach this newly minted manager and say quote unquote aise hi hota hai as in to say that this is how it happens first have a relook introspect within that's a sign of a matured seasoned people manager that you look inwards first see the assess that what has changed and where all you need to improve in fact do something very simple like a swot analysis what were your strengths when you became a people manager weakness opportunities and threat say 10 years ago what does it stand now or what are the changes where do you see yourself needing a room for improvement there must have been instances where you would have thought maybe i could have said this differently maybe i should have uh, presented the argument in a slightly more positive way or something like that and so these are all good signs right nobody's born a perfect people manager and we will all make mistakes even though we perhaps were some of the best in our times we all make mistakes we tend to you know it's like that old thing that i keep saying old as in something that has stuck to me in my mind for a long time that uh, it's our conviction that gets us success isn't it but that conviction also can become the reason for failure and then it's a double edged sword so your confidence your conviction comes like you mastered the system you understood the networking you understood your individual contribution contribution and then you got promoted but that was 15 years ago or 10 years ago now the situation and circumstances have changed they are different so are you updated about it have you embraced the new methodologies the new mindsets the new even culture within the team has the culture evolved changed if not why not and what are you doing differently from your fellow peer no another seasoned senior manager how are you making a differentiator remember being different for the sake of being different will always get found out but being different to strive for excellence to try to augment your skill sets will always stand out for the right reasons 
And so even if you are a seasoned senior manager, probably a vice president, probably a senior director, then even then there will be three other directors or three other senior uh, vice presidents. How are you any different? What are you doing differently? Because you will also have a conversation. You'll probably do your own appraisal, but still you still have a boss, right? And and so you will need to have that conversation, that equity building conversation. And so how are you bridging that gap? How are you augmenting your own skill set, your own maturity? And so your own maturity, not just from a tactical way, because you spend so long in the system. So you get it that, you know, try this, try that. You can do this, you can do that. But purely from a people management, people development standpoint, what are you going to do differently, better? Now you can always counter argue and say, well, why fix something that ain't broken yet? I've tried this the same way. It has worked well. And some of the people I managed, groomed, have gone on to become great leaders in their own right. Well, like I said, if that's what floats your boat, continue doing that. But my sense is, my sense is that times change, circumstances change. And what you might think of a very quote unquote workable model, sometimes people just don't say it to you on your face that it's not working out. They just know oh, you're too senior, you're too seasoned. So we can't say that to her. We can't say that to him. And so, and they kind of agree and probably maybe they make you believe that it's working. So sometimes it's good to be self-critical. You know, all I'm saying is be a little self-critical of the way you induct a new people manager. Be self-critical first about yourself and be more flexible and realize that they are different people than how you were when you got promoted, right? And so are you able to pick up on their strengths of people management? Have you increased your own patience levels of tolerance levels where they kind of make a mistake and then groom these people, nurture them well, encourage them, let them blossom even more, let them rise up to the next levels as well. Right. And so this in turn will help you become more stronger as a senior leader. So not an exhaustive list, but as you can see, there these are very deep conversations where there are multiple subtexts and layers and layers beneath it, which one needs to explore. So if you had any questions, any doubts, any comments, do please leave me a message and we can have a very separate episode dedicated for senior managers and discuss about the gray areas of being a senior leader in an organization. Wow, this went on longer than I thought it would, but I thoroughly enjoyed sharing all these anecdotes and incidents with you. I hope you loved listening to it as much as I enjoyed sharing it with you. Clearly, if you did, do share, do repost, do forward with all those set of people who care to listen to a similar content, right? Don't share, in, in short, don't share with those who don't care. Now let's leave them alone. If they, they feel they've figured out life, then that, that's fair. I have no problems. But I'm sure you know of many people around you who would love to listen to something like this, who would enjoy this, or maybe have some newer angles to uh, add. So in, love to hear some feedback from all you new guys, some of you existing guys. Do you like this free-flowing format? Do you want me to be a little more succinct and keep strictly to that 15-20 minute mark? 
or are you okay with some of the episodes going well above 15 or 20 you know let me know i'll post a poll at the uh, on on at the end of this if you are on spotify you will be able to see it not so much if you're on apple but hey doesn't matter uh, leave me a voice message reach me on my social media handles you know where to reach me twitter or facebook that's hashtag ionisms that's a-a-y-a-n-i-s-m-s ionisms send me a note and then leave your questions comments and ideas and if you are available on friday 8 p.m to 9 p.m ist join in the, the event invite is on my linkedin profile page you can just click there and you can see view event and uh, and, and feel free to join and we can interact even more all right that's all the time i had for this edition episode of bus talk until we meet the next time stay well stay safe keep getting your a game to work this is your host ian you were listening to bus talk peace out